this is Coach's Chat, and I'm Betsy Foster. You're in for some thoughtful conversations with fitness industry professionals, musings on current topics in the wellness field, and actionable advice for building a thriving career as a fitness professional. At Foster Strength, my mission is to lead and educate colleagues in the fitness industry to deliver client-centered coaching that gets clients real results built on sound scientific principles, encourages them to build a long and fulfilling relationship with exercise, and disrupts toxic fitness culture to foster an inclusive industry. Let's get going. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Coaches Chat. Betsy here. Thank you as always for being here. We're going to dive into today's topic, establishing yourself as an expert when everybody else's mother's aunt's cousin knows something about fitness. Listen, if you are a personal trainer, maybe you are a registered dietitian, I would imagine, they get this a lot. You know, I would imagine doctors in a lot of cases, uh, maybe they don't get this exactly, but there's this sort of idea where everybody knows somebody who knows something about this thing. Either they they are the expert on it or, you know, their mother's cousin told them to do this thing. And while I think everyone's well-intentioned and I do think there is a, a clear desire to relate in a lot of those situations, it can feel really daunting as a personal trainer to feel like everybody around you feels like they know more or at least the same amount as you when you have taken so much time to learn your craft, to learn the science of what you're doing, to apply it to what it is, uh, your clients are seeking and to provide the best service for your clients so it can feel frustrating. And then with the advent of sort of social media and the ease with which someone can post information on social media, we've we've lowered the barrier to sharing information, which can be really a positive thing. But in the same breath, you've got a lot of people who may not be credentialed, who may not have a lot of background, who may not have what you see as the requisite knowledge to be giving out advice, and they are, and people are taking it. This also comes with a lot of the look of a person somehow gives them ownership over this whole area of um, science in which you've spent a lot of time on. So you know, the person with the super fit, quote unquote, fit body you see online can tell you what to do, even though they don't have a certification or or anything. The first thing, I'm going to give you some tips to sort of deal with this um, desire to establish your expertise to, to, in a sense, quote unquote, prove your um, uh, sort of expert status, your mastery, your whatever that may be. And I will also say, I'm going to give some tips to to help you relax about it, because some of this is out of your control. The desire to establish your expertise and to prove to people that you know what you're doing 
is natural, especially given if you've put a lot of time into this, like no wonder you want to show people that you know what you're talking about. I am as a person, and, and you may relate to this, or you may be a different kind of personality. In social situations, especially when I don't know a lot of people, I am pretty reserved about what I do. I'm pretty reserved about the level of knowledge I have in this given area. And people will talk about exercise stuff. And if I'm not looking for new clients, which is not currently, and hasn't, I haven't really been looking to establish clientele in social gatherings, I don't talk about what I do. Sometimes it will come up, especially as you, you come become closer with the people that you're spending time with. Some people know what I do. But in a situation where people don't know what I do, I'm honestly not trying to talk about it because it, it's just a work task for me. That is something that I do for work. I also do it and I give free information online. I am not all that concerned about talking about those things while I'm at a social gathering. I also excuse myself if the conversation <laughs> is irritating me when, when the information is incorrect or I just like nod. And, and oftentimes I don't, I don't disagree with people, which we'll talk about later. Um, it's a little, it, that is all about my sort of uh, social situation comfortability. If you're not my client, if you're not paying for my service, if I'm not presenting in a classroom, if I'm not working with um, other coaches to teach them something, if if we have no, uh, if I I don't I don't have some sort of oath that I signed to give you the correct information about exercise, only because it 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 all depends and it's complicated and it's layered and most times in a social situation. People don't want the nuances. They want like quick, fast tidbits. All that to say, this is how I'm going to connect this to the first tip for you. Let me go back for just a second. Um, how I got on that was it's okay to, to want to establish your expertise. I hear you. I'm validating that feeling of frustration when you feel like other people are not valuing your expertise. It also, for so many of us, has to do with our income. You know, you you want to develop the skills so that people understand you know what you're doing. So that translates into getting new clients. So I understand that. And I want to validate your feelings on how you see other people on the internet and how it's frustrating when somebody knows less than you and they've got like a big following or something. But I also want to say that's wasted energy. And we can't control who's taking information from other people. I get really frustrated when I see a lot of videos that are like somebody getting mad because they have three degrees and then so-and-so has 700,000 followers and they don't have the background and you're just like publicly complaining about it or you're using your platform to sort of knock that person without the expertise. I will say there's something obviously relatable and or something that people are connecting to with this person. So our time is not best served by complaining about someone else's success. Instead, it's about how can we do the best that we can do to provide high quality information and what steps can we do to better uh, communicate our level of knowledge to people without being 
an asshole. So tip number one is to relax. If you, first of all, if you are working in a gym setting and whether that be a CrossFit gym, a big commercial gym, maybe you're a trainer at a boutique gym, whatever that may be, you already have some credibility by, by being employed by this place. So people who are coming into the gym who are looking for a trainer, you know, with your uniform, with your name tag, with your name on their website, you have a certain amount of credibility that people who are working independently may not have. So that's a good thing. And typically, if you're trying to get clients in those spaces, that's all you need. You don't necessarily have to prove yourself. And I would say that also outside of work, unless you're aiming to gain clients or unless it's fun for you to argue with people at parties, you don't have to prove to anybody that you know what you're talking about. You need to go in, help your clients, you need to make money, and you need to go home. So there's, I think there's just this sort of like, it's a trainer complex in in particular, I think, personal trainers, because they are in this, they feel like they're on the lowest rung of this physical therapist, orthopedist, any of the um, professions that required higher degrees, movement specialists, when they, they are like the little brother who's like always trying to prove themselves. And so I think there's an, an element that's just sort of inherent in personal trainers feeling like they need to go, no, 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 I know what I'm talking about. But the best ways that we can show we know what we're talking about is to actually just do it. And that's what the next three tips are going to be about. So number one, relax. Again, validating that you, it's natural to feel that way, but there are things that you can do to bolster your credibility. There are things you can do to just improve the way you communicate your knowledge. And then you also have to go, who cares what these other people think? One is to apply the scientific principles you understand to the client's unique situation. So if a client comes in and they do have a, my aunt's cousin's brother told me that I actually should be doing HIIT workouts. One, they've brought it up to you. So they're, they're ready to have a conversation. If someone brings something up to you, they, they're, they're interested in talking about it. Whether they're interested in changing their mind about it, who knows, but they've opened the door to the conversation. In that instance, what you're going to do is apply your scientific knowledge to their specific situation. You can even be um, kind about it. You don't have to, and I'll get to that in our next tip, but you can be kind about it. You can say, I can understand why somebody might think HIIT workouts would do this because of blank, 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 and blank. For you and your particular goals, your exercise history and your injury history, this is why we're doing workouts like this. Boom, 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 boom. You have shown that you have the knowledge, You have even given them a little bone on like, I understand why they might think this, but then you've shown them how you have thought critically about these principles and then how you're applying them to their specific situation. What we often find with people who are sort of like the fitness gurus, 
on say the internet or amongst your friends or whatever, or the guy who works out a lot in your family who gives out advice, but doesn't necessarily have the background is that they know general principles and that's great. And if they've been able to apply it for what they're doing or what they need, awesome. The way you distinguish yourself oftentimes as an educated and experienced trainer is taking those general principles and then applying them to specific situations and to the specific needs of your client. And the best way you can do that is to get better at that. Get better at taking those big concepts and applying them to those specific clients. That will help you establish your expertise. The next one is to not shy away if you think someone has been given incorrect information if they're your client. Now, if you want to do this at a party with someone who is not your client, by all means, go ahead. You can also do this to people like, they don't have to be your client. Maybe there's somebody who is has opened up a conversation with you on the gym floor and you're like, trying to get them in to train with you, that might be a good place. But remember back to a lot of conversations we've had about taking social cues on whether someone wants to be quote unquote corrected, whether someone wants you to tell them that maybe they've received incorrect information. That's a lot about social emotional intelligence and you being able to read people and understand this is maybe not the time or this is not the kind of relationship someone wants from their trainer, you know, whatever that may be. But if someone has paid you and they are your client, then in the kindest, respectful way, you can tell them that something that they found out was wrong or that it's just not applying to who they are today or it doesn't necessarily fit into the plan or program that you've created for them. Maybe they're coming to you with some nutrition information that you're like, ooh, I actually just really don't think that's the safest option for you. I believe you sort of have a certain amount of duty, per se, to like tell them you don't think it's the best idea. Now, you can't control someone's actions, but that's a great way to establish. And and I think for the most part, if they're your client, you're not doing that very often, hopefully that person is learning a lot from you and the only times that they're bringing in something that isn't your favorite is is infrequently. If you're having to tell someone that things that they are doing for their health or their nutrition or whatever is wrong very frequently, I'd take a step back and try to figure out if they want to make those changes or if it's an appropriate use of your time. But there are elements and there are moments where you can really establish your expertise by saying, I know you heard this from someplace and they maybe have been thinking about X, Y, or Z. Sometimes this happens with doctor's advice. And I always say tread lightly because a doctor has a certain amount of credibility and and if they see their patient a lot, maybe it is appropriate advice. But sometimes there is doctor's advice that's more general with physicians who don't have a great understanding of resistance training or strength training or quote unquote, what is safe. There's, there's some, there's some misinformation there, or at least some outdated education in some of those spaces. And, and a lot of, a lot of physicians maybe don't 
want to or need to learn that because it doesn't apply to the bulk of their clients, but it may apply to some that you're working with. So in those instances, tread lightly, try to offer th- offer advice that you think more appropriately fits. You can always reference research as long as it doesn't become this game of like, the only way someone can understand that I know something is if I give you the um, ID or the DOI <laughs> um, on the research article. If that is, if, if that's what you're having to do all the time, you may want to take a step back and say, I'm not effectively communicating these high level topics, these high, um, I'm not taking the research and communicating that effectively so someone understands how it applies to themselves. I'm always having to kind of reference it to the point where it is speaking for me rather than I'm kind of synthesizing that information, if that makes sense. So figure out ways that you can tell someone that maybe some of the information that they have that they got from whatever source is incorrect. If you think that's true and if it applies to them, that's a, that's another way that you can establish expertise. I'm not saying to go search for the wrong thing. I'm saying to just speak up when those moments come up. Just like I said, I don't speak up at parties. I speak up with my clients who are in a session with me. I just don't speak up when I'm never going to see that person again. And I don't think they're going to get hurt. And I don't think they were really asking for my advice. Um, Just a note about those other professionals in other areas. As a reminder, it's always best to, if you feel like there's a mismatch of information amongst like your your client's physical therapist or your doctor or whatever, to try to create a network or a collaborative um, working relationship with some of those professionals so that you can get more information and so that you can share what you're doing with your client, with those other professionals. It helps smooth that over as well as gives you better information. We got to remember that sometimes some things get lost in translation from the other professional to the client, to you, and vice versa. And then last tip is to keep learning. Listen, again, you cannot control how other people see your knowledge. The only thing you can do is try to get better. And you try to get better in a lot of different areas and a lot of different aspects of what you're doing. And I promise you that permeates through how you communicate and how you deliver your training service, how you write your programs, how you coach your clients, it comes through. You do not have to tell everybody every single time you take another class or read another article. You can if you want. I'm just saying it's not the act of saying I'm learning. It's the actual learning that is continuing to show you are a professional, that you have this experience. Okay, so let's go back to some of those tips, recap them real quick before we wrap this up for today. If you want to establish yourself as an expert in a world where everybody's getting advice from their mothers, cousins, brothers, aunts, friend on TikTok, relax. If you are an employee of a fitness company, a gym, 
um, any of those kinds of things, you're already getting a little bit of credibility. You have a certification, you have some credibility. You don't have to prove yourself to anybody. Even those people who are signing up to be your client, all you have to do is communicate the value you present yourself and they determine whether or not they believe you can do what they need for you. So don't stress over somebody's opinion in that moment. And you certainly don't have to prove to everyone you meet that you know a lot about exercise. Whether it's appropriate, when it's appropriate, sure. When it's not, it's probably not the end of the world if someone doesn't think that you know everything. I sometimes have to be reminded of that. (laughs) Um, Number two, apply scientific principles, the more general scientific principles, to the client or the person you're talking to's unique situation. That's an expert. An expert takes big concepts and applies it to that individual, especially in personal training. A lot of people are getting general knowledge, but how does it, or general advice, but how does it apply to them? You can establish your expertise there. Um, And don't shy away if you feel like there is something that you can add, something that you can offer as a better suggestion, a place where you can say, I don't think that's the best thing. You know, I, I maybe said wrong before, but maybe you're telling someone that the information they got isn't the most appropriate for them, the most accurate, the most up to date, especially if that person is your client, especially if you think safety is concerned, especially if you think they're looking to you as the expert for that information. Do with it what you want in other situations, social situations, whether you're meeting someone randomly and trying to assess if they'll be a client, you got to determine that, but always do it with kindness and respect. And lastly, keep learning. The more you learn, the more you actually do become a expert in your field, the more you garner the information that can better help people. Remember that the more you learn, sometimes the more you come to terms with the fact that you don't know everything, which is great. And it's a great sign that you're continuing to learn. You don't have to tell everybody every time you do something new, you read a new article. If you want to and you're proud of it, by all means, do it. But what I'm talking about here is not just saying you're doing it. Actually doing it will show people the more that you um, acquire, it will show them that you know more and that you continue to level up in your industry, level up in your profession. Okay, that was that. I hope that was helpful. As always, I love to hear from you. I love to hear how these things help you, maybe what else you're looking for, what kinds of things that you're struggling with. You can email me, Betsy at bfosterstrong.com. That's the letter B, fosterstrong.com. Or you can send me a DM on Instagram at foster underscore strength. And I'd love to talk to you. As always, if this is uh, valuable for you, just slide down to the bottom of your Apple screen and um, rate and review. It helps for the podcast to be shown to other people so that more people can listen. Again, appreciative. Thank you so much. Until next time, go do amazing things. Bye.